What does it mean to be a vulnerable Christian man? Walking through life weak and powerless is not what Jesus had in mind for us. It's time to fight. It's time to get comfortable being uncomfortable. We are OB, Sean, Brandon, and Shane, and this is The Uncomfortable Hello, and welcome back to The Uncomfortable Truth. We are glad to have you this morning. This was uh, about uh, probably ten, more than 10 years ago. Sitting in Sunday school class, maybe, goodness gracious, getting old, maybe 12, 14 years ago. Sitting in Sunday school, married married class, we had coffee, breakfast. Somebody brought breakfast every, if you don't know what Sunday school is, it's a connect group now. Uh, yeah. It, we started calling it different things, but connect group before church starts, before big church starts. That's what we used to call it. Y'all go, y'all go to big church? <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. That's in the sanctuary. Yes. Regular church service. Somebody would always bring breakfast to Sunday school. We'd eat breakfast, have our coffee. So got my coffee, mixed a little creamer in there, had a couple cups in Sunday school. We get into big church, and about 15 minutes into the service, which is about right about the time the songs are ending, but we're still standing up, and I'm just feeling, I'm feeling something in my guts. And I turn to look at my wife, Courtney, and I'm like, babe, like I don't, this my stomach's hurting really bad. <laughs> really, really bad. He's like, You're okay? I'm like, I don't know if I'm gonna make it. Like, you know, we're just church is just starting. So I'll power through it and uh power through it. Yeah, power through it, you know, tighten everything up. <sighs> sit down. It, it comes again and that second wave is worse than the first wave. Now like if I don't get up, this pube's about to be stained. <laughs> so I got up and go and probably for the next two hours. I'm just, I don't, I don't think I came back into church. I probably went and sat outside. Well, just dying. There's nothing worse than that. I think, I, I, I think any human being that's been alive more than about just a few years can yes. <laughs> attest to that. Yeah. Um, it's uncomfortable. That's for sure. That's, it's definitely uncomfortable. Next week when I get in Sunday school, I start looking at the stuff that, you know, coffee preparations and I look on the creamer bottle. And it's liquid creamer, which has not been in a fridge and has been sitting on the table and is expired by three or four months. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's no good. Well, there you go. That was There's it. your culprit. The culprit. So you threw it away. I, I poured it in my coffee again. You, you, didn't, you didn't go and get revenge on your worst enemy at church or anything. No, I didn't. <laughs> no. No, he was fine. Welcome to the Uncomfortable Truth. Um, Sean, will you open us up in prayer? Sure. Please, sir. Dear God, just uh, thank you for um, just the gift of life. Thank you for uh, our families, Lord. Thank you for our health. Um, thank you for this podcast. And Lord, just uh, uh, today is Shane's day, and just uh, help help Shane and just put the um, the wisdom and the knowledge in in his mind to reach uh, our, our audience today. And uh, Lord, just um, help us to have a great rest of the week, and help us to. Lord, just give us opportunities to tell others about your son, uh, Jesus Christ, and uh, and uh, about eternal life and what that means, God. And just give us the opportunity to share the gospel and to recognize those opportunities. Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. I amen. thought it was Obi's day. Yeah, you thought wrong. <laughs> <laughs> On the spot. <laughs> so... I'm gonna read some verses. I'm gonna give you a, a full passage, and then we'll kind of 
we'll scan through the verses. John 13, 1 through 17. This is about Jesus washing his disciples' feet. It's before the Passover celebration, and they're about to eat dinner. And uh, he got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped the towel around his waist, and, and poured water into a bowl. And then he began to wash the disciples' feet. This was right before he was crucified. Right. He, he, Jesus knew what was coming. So Peter, being Peter, I love Pete, I love Simon Peter. Just a daggum fireball, you know. If you've watched the, what's the show? Chosen. The Chosen. Yeah. It really kind of brings that to light and, and uh, illustrates Peter maybe more than we could have understood before. So right. if you haven't watched The Chosen, watch The Chosen. It's an awesome show. So Peter's like, Lord, and I, I can just imagine what's going through his head like, Jesus, you are the man. Like, we follow you, Bubba. Like, it's not the other way around. We love you. You're not supposed to be down here washing my feet or their feet. Right. We're supposed to be washing your feet. And then uh, Jesus said, you don't understand now, but someday you will. You ever told your kids that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no doubt. Many, Absolutely. many times, yeah. There's no way you can understand now. But one day, one day when you have kids, you're going to get it. He says, unless I wash you, you won't belong to me. So skipping down to verse 12, after washing their feet, he put his robe on again, sat down and said, do you understand what I was doing? You call me a teacher and Lord, and you're right, because that's what I am. And since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash others' feet. I've given you an example to follow. Do as I have done. I tell you the truth. Slaves are not greater than their master, nor is the messenger more important than the one who sends the message. Now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing them. So many lessons to learn in that. I was reading a book. I was actually reading a book, Sean. There we go. We can read too. I can't. It's amazing when you actually try to do it. You can read. Uh, Sean talked about this book last episode. So if you haven't seen last episode or listened to it, go back. talks about Tim Tebow, This Is the Day, and a lot of good stuff in there. The book I'm reading right now is uh, called Capital Gains. Uh, the subtitle, I love the st- subtitle of that book. It's uh, Smart Stuff I Learned, Smart Things I Learned While Doing Stupid Stuff. This is Chip Gaines. Okay. Of Chip and go Chip Joanna. and Joanna Gaines, Magnolia Farms, Magnolia Smart Market. Things I've learned by doing stupid stuff. That's exactly right. Cool. I was reading that book the other day and I, I get on kicks. I'll just read like sixty or seventy pages at a time and I'll put it down for a week and then I'll I read it. I watched uh, their um I am second video the other day, Chip and Joanna. I haven't Gaines. seen that. Oh, it's I'll solid. It. Okay. Solid. Really I'll good. Check that out, guys. So I'm reading this book and Courtney comes in and is like, You're really into that book? I said, Yeah. And it's like I said, I, I feel like this dude wrote my story. Like, just the way that he acts and is, I feel right. really you, related you relate to, to him. him. Yes, very much so. Coffee. But one of the things they've got, you know, they started from humble beginnings and just have worked their way up to where they are now by the Lord's grace. And... One of the things that he talks about in that book that really stood out to me is he's a grinder. He's a worker. 
um, but he understands like he's a businessman too. He said that from where we started out at, as our business started to grow, they're in this like 900 to 1,000 square foot office. It may be a little bit bigger than that, but he said it wasn't big at all. Office slash showroom. So I'm imagining that he actually drew a picture out in the book. The showroom was probably 600 square feet of that. So I had 300 square feet for like four or five, maybe six offices. And they were busting at the seams. And he said everybody, he said he loves thinking about those old days because everybody just did what they needed to do to make the business go. It did not matter. He said they were walking through the halls. They had offices that are literally like 28 square feet. Walking through the halls, there's boxes everywhere. There's peanut packaging everywhere. Just mess surrounding everything. He said you step on them. They had one. At one point, they had they only had one bathroom in that place, and they had converted their lot behind that place to have just massive storage tents to store all their inventory. Mm-hmm. So they, they might have 20 workers outside, six or seven in the offices inside in the showroom, and one bathroom. Wow. They had to they could not let customers go to the bathroom. Th- th- those are my favorite stories. I mean, that's like for me that is like true entrepreneurship. Yeah. Uh from the grind level of I started off blue collar, started this company, we didn't have any money. Nothing. Uh you know, and uh that for me uh you know, personally that that those are the people from a business standpoint that I have the most respect for mm. because very, very, very few people in this world uh, have what it takes to grind through that. Uh, they, they just don't, they're just not willing to Pers- implement and persevere, persevere in, yeah. in, in light of only having this small little space to work inside of, yep. you know, whether it's their garage or their home or, uh, you know, this only uh, place on the South side of, you know, uh, wherever uh, that they could afford, and uh, so, yeah, that that's always that's such an inspiring thing to me. Man, it's 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 cool because it if you if you have the mindset, if you have the wrong mindset, and you look at people like them, you say, uh, they got it made, you know. But every super successful business person or human being, there's there's always moments, and there, there's usually a three to a ten year period that they just hustled it didn't just things like that don't just come overnight no but as the average consumer we see oh they made it big look at them they're on tv they're doing yeah. they got this mag- magnolia a lot market of people assume that it was given to them right um yeah. uh, so anyways during that whole process he said that everybody was on the same page and when he came in to the office and was working at the office and, and I'm not quoting his book directly, but but basically, he said, if the bathroom needed to be cleaned, I would do it, or somebody else that worked in that office would do it. We didn't have a cleaning lady. Somebody would clean the bathroom. And he said that pretty much the day that I am feel like I'm too good to clean a bathroom is a day that I, I need to check myself and get my priorities straight. Right. And I just thought, man, that's, that's good. Um and I think we, if we're trying to be humble and humble ourselves, we all need to view everything that we do with the lens of serving others in business, in life, uh, in our Christian walk, especially with it, with our families. And it's easy to get away 
from that feeling of needing to humble ourselves in order to serve the people around us. Because as we start to progress in our lives, we think, well, I've done that before. I'm not doing it anymore. Or like, you know, just make my kids do it. Um, and Jesus here gives us this example. I was taught this example a couple of days ago. I'd ask my kids, oh, buddy, I'm going to get fired up. I'm not going to get fired up. <laughs> I'd ask my kids to, on our little private drive, it's an asphalt drive and we have potholes everywhere they're really bad and i'd ask my kids on sunday to go get some rocks from behind the house and just fill the potholes in for now it's not going to last very long but it'll make it better for a little while they didn't want to do it on sunday so that's fine you guys hang out swim do whatever you want to do but make sure it gets done tomorrow so and that's that's all i said Guys, make sure this gets done. Sure. And all these kids are out for school. Uh, they're out they're for out. summer right now. Right. Yeah. And I have three kids, and they're all perfectly capable of doing something like that. We have a side-by-side with a dump bed. Like, you get to ride the side-by-side, too. So, I get – Courtney and I worked our tails off on Monday. We were gone from probably 7 a.m. that morning. She got home probably at 10 o'clock, and I got home probably at midnight, working on trying to get a house ready. And now, when I drive down that driveway at midnight <laughs> – and that first pothole I hit, I was like, them little jokers didn't do it. <laughs> so I get my phone out, and I'm exhausted, man. I get my phone out, and I'm, okay, making a list. Now that you didn't do this one thing, now we're going to fill the potholes. We're going to weed all the flower beds. We're going to put mulch in the flower beds. We're going to do all the laundry. We're going to clean clean our rooms, and there's about six or seven other things on that list. Yeah. <laughs> the list just got longer. Oh, it got long, <laughs> Bubba. And I at the I texted that to my daughter that night. She's the only one who has a cell phone and said, make sure that all these things get done tomorrow. There will be no f- fun activities, period. Swimming in the pool, like you barely get to eat. <laughs> You're not going to workouts tomorrow, which she loves. You, you will not, none of you kids will leave this house. If this takes you four days, you're not leaving. If it takes you seven days, you're not going to the lake with your grandma and grandpa. So they get out the next morning. I'm gone early. I wake them up, let them know the the bad news. I come back home that night. And most, to their credit, most of the stuff was done. Yeah. But they were in the house on electronics when I got home when all of the stuff was not done. So here we go. What I learned in that moment was that Again, I was tired. It was probably 7 o'clock when I got home. But the weeds had not been pulled and the mulch had not been put in the beds. And I could have just said, and I wanted to, get out there and do that. But we started working and I I worked with them. And I didn't want to. But I needed to show them an example and, and be humbled for them even though they were being taught a lesson. Right. That's not the lesson that I wanted to teach them. I wanted them to just do it. So I'm passing it to you guys. Is there a recent time where you've been humbled or humbled yourself in order to shine the light of Jesus through you to somebody else? putting you on the spot yeah well, i can i can tell you this uh right now um i know the um listeners or viewers they may not know that 
my wife and I, we uh, we own a, a a gym. It's a Snap Fitness, uh, which is a chain, um, and uh, we are um, uh, franchisees, I guess is how you say it, uh, of a gym uh, in White Oak. And um, r- ever since we took over the gym, it was um, it was a failing gym. It was not rocking and rolling, and uh, it was uh, doing horrible. And uh, since we've taken over that gym. We've been very fortunate and blessed and give God all the glory to be able to to get the gym um, in the black, so to speak. You know, it's not losing money any, anymore. And uh, it has start, started making a little bit of money. And, um, well, that, the entire time I have made a pact. Basically, my wife and I kind of made a pact with ourselves that we're not going to hire anybody until – um, we can get at this thing really healthy, right? And uh, so this entire time, I probably spend five to ten hours a week uh, on average. Well, that involves me involving my kids, right? And uh, so, well, it doesn't have to, but I want my kids to get up there and clean. Heck yeah. Uh, you know, at least a couple of days a week, my kids are cleaning the gym, but there's lots of times I have to clean the gym too. And uh, I, I always joke and say um, – you know, a lot of my, um, a lot of my members, they, they don't know I'm the owner. They think I might be the janitor because, because I, because I'm spot vacuuming. Uh, I'm in there with the toilet brush, cleaning the toilet. I like, I'll I'll do whatever. Hey, can you move that dumbbell? I need a vacuum out of that thing. (laughs) And, uh, so, uh, it's, but it's also very humbling, you know, it's, and it's humbling. And, uh, there's been several times, uh, I'm like, Hey, London, you know, this is my youngest daughter. Hey, hop in the truck. We're we're going to clean the gym, and I'll and I'll help her. But at the same time, you know she's over there, and I'm like, you missed that spot. Like, <laughs> you know, uh, we need to mop that up, or we need to clean the bathrooms, or yeah, you got to get this toilet brush and, and do this sometimes. And and it's no, you know, and it's not fun, but it's very it's very humbling. And uh, I've been a a business owner uh, before I got into the insurance industry four years ago for. 20 years for the last 20 years. I'm 45 years old, started a company at the age of 25. And, uh, I can't tell you how many times, you know, talking about Chip and Joanna Gaines, we started, we literally started in a garage, you know, we, we had nothing, no money. Uh, you know, the first trade show we went to, you know, we borrowed money, uh, from my wife uh, who had a little bit of money in savings. And, uh, you know, it was just a very humbling experience. And, I think it's so important as you are blessed by God to continue to walk in humility and, and who better to, um, uh, than the story of Jesus washing, you know, ever, uh, washing the disciples feet, um, you know, to mimic that. I mean, he, he, he led the way by giving us the example of how we should continue to carry ourselves, no matter how, no matter how successful or unsuccessful it, humility, um, you can just, people are drawn to people who walk in humility. And uh, it is, there's, I don't think there's any better way to show people love and to show people uh, and to, um, I guess, wash away the pride that's in the room than to uh, ooze humility. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, I try to, I try to live that way and I try to lead by example for my children, <clears throat> and um, don't get me wrong, I fail 
daily, but I, but I really do. Uh, uh, there's lots of times I do, uh, I make it happen whenever it comes to, uh, shining, you know, or I guess oozing humility. I mean, that almost sounds gross, but you know what I'm well, saying? You, I yeah, mean, when it, you talk about it's humility, just, it's just important to, it's so important to, uh, just show humility. I mean, it just really is. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm right there with you. Uh, if it seems like it's more often, you know, for and it seems like it's it's the case with you guys too. It seems like our kids um, is where, I, and I think I think we recognize our humility in those moments because we're so it's 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 against our nature. Mm, yeah. In in those moments especially with our kids you're intentionally fighting your our non-humility exactly you're you're intentionally fighting by gosh because they help you get to that point of by gosh that's right mm-hmm. that's exactly right and so yeah you naturally uh recognize those moments where you had to take a step back because you wanted to take 10 steps forward and just get them you know, and and so I, I know I know what you mean, Shane. Um, you know, I I notice those moments with my daughter who will be twelve next month, um, more so than with my with my little guy that just turned six. Yeah. That that's the age I feel like when you start noticing the most. Yeah. yeah, and and it's you know it's it's a difficult thing. Uh, you know, my wife and and again I I've I've, I've I've been in leadership positions um, most of my adult life. I'm 37 years old. You know, basically for 15 years, I've been in some sort of a leadership position in my in my career. Um, and part of being a leader, okay, it, it, part of being a good leader is knowing when to delegate and when to not delegate things. I mean that's uh, I mean I think any good leader would argue that. That's, and yeah, that's good. And 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 so that being said, there's there's a time to delegate cleaning the toilet and there's a time to clean the toilet. There's a time to delegate mopping the floor and there's a time to mop the floor. And and you know, early on in your career, you know, I would argue it's 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 very important that you know, anybody that may be uh, an employee or something, they, they understand that, you know what, Sean Ovi and Shane will mop the floor whenever it needs mopping. It's, it's very important that, you know, and again, you don't, we never want to get to a point where we feel too good, too good. Right. Yeah. Or uh, do those things for recognition. Exactly. You know, I mean, Robbie Schultz, uh, he's he's a good friend of ours that owns a big thriving business here. Uh, you know, let's in talk, East talk, Texas. Let's talk about Bear Creek for a second. Let's give let's give him a shout out. Yeah, I mean, he needs Bear it. Creek. I mean, he don't need it, but he, you know, he, he's he's got it all. Uh, he's doing fantastic. God has blessed his business in such an amazing way. But you know, one of the first things he says, or when you walk in, you're probably going to see Robbie serving in some capacity in a standpoint that you wouldn't really think he would be serving yeah. in. You know, he's 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 running 
Uh, he's a run, he might be a runner going to get yeah. some food, or he I, might be mopping the I've floors. I've seen him mopping the floors. I've seen him washing dishes. Yeah, um, and that's and that's and, and talking to clients and customers yeah. walking in. It's just such a cool thing. Um, and and he's like, oh, I'm just mopping the floors over here, Obi. That's what yeah. I do, you know. And but but he stopped, right? That's right. I think a part of being a good leader and being a humble leader and doing those things is like when we when we do those things. Uh, that are humbling, it's also an opportunity to be intentional because, you know, we have relationships and that's the closest thing that we can kind of, personal relationships, the closest thing that we can mimic to our relationship with God. And so when we're, you know, if we're cleaning the bathroom with somebody else, like the intentionality is just as important as humbling ourselves to doing that task. Right. Robbie always talks about how he feels like that uh, the generation coming up, the young kids, um, is uh, missing the boat on understanding what it means to work hard and to walk in humility. And there's lots of times that uh, I've seen it 20 times where um, Robbie will have like a young kid following him around and he's showing them this is how you mop. This is how you wash this. You know, uh, hey, uh, Shay, hey, pick up that tray. We're, we're going over here, you know. And so he does a really great job of leading in the trenches, uh, and that's pretty awesome. Well, you know? and, I'm, and I'm preaching to myself here, but um, I will say that for me, I'm more I, – I find myself being more intentional about doing that in my career with my employees, my staff, um, trying to be that guy who humbles themselves with them. And I miss the boat a lot of times doing it in my home mm-hmm. and with my kids, sure. and, which is backwards, you know, totally, totally backwards. It needs to, it needs to, I need to flip that or I need to do it. I need to give the same attention to both. Um, you know, and, and so I, I'll quick, I'm quick to maybe delegate something to my 12 year old because I, in my mind, I'm thinking she need, she needs this. You know, I remember growing up, dad, go, or, you know, go weed at the yard, you know, go yard, you know, telling me the things that I needed to go do. And of course I, dad, led by example. He worked his tail end off our entire lives. And so I looking back now, but then I was thinking, I don't want to go weed eat, you know, Uh, it's it's hot. Yeah. It's hot outside, (laughs) you know? And, and I think my wife sometimes calls me a professional delegator, you know? Uh, you know, she, (laughs) she's like, you're, you just delegate everything. And I'm like, we got to work together. You yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is a team. <laughs> this is what you're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't do that. <laughs> I'm smarter than I look. Um, but anyway, it's, I would just encourage our listeners to, um, you know, we're, we're, we're just talking about being humble today. I feel like that's, that's, that's the premise of, of this podcast. And so I would say, uh, don't, don't miss the boat at home. Um, you know, don't work to just mop the floors at yeah. uh, the office and maybe at your business. It, it always starts at home first, right? Yeah, yeah. You know? Let's 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 make sure that we're taking the mop from mom or from the kids 
you know, and, and, and doing that stuff yeah. there as well. I've, I've always heard from uh, just mentors over the years and people that I study, uh, like just high achievers, if you don't have your household in order, it's really, 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 really difficult to be a great leader in your business. And, uh, you know, it, it starts like I really like that point, Obi. It really starts with your household. Mm-hmm. It really starts at home. And uh, and I believe 1,000% that that's the way God, you know, intended and um, and then everything else kind of falls into place. I, a smart guy once told me that if you're having a hard time with how to treat your kids, if you're a business owner, treat them like you would treat your employees, as long as you treat your employees good. Yeah. Um, we've got a guy that works for us right now on our lawn care crew that mowed a yard the other day and pretty much destroyed it. And I don't know how it happened, but anyways, he didn't get fired. He got taught and shown and we talked to him but if my kids wanted did, to fire him right if yeah i wanted to <laughs> if my kids did that after i'd spent three months teaching them how to mow a yard then i my first instinct would be like what the heck are you doing you know how to do this right get your crap together um so having that patience can fire your kids no, you can't fire <laughs> So we better teach them then, right? Yeah. And I think that the last thing, I, the point I wanted to make, and I, we mentioned this earlier, was in this story with Jesus where he's washing his disciples' feet, he knew that he was about to die, like days away. This was important enough that he wanted to make sure that his disciples understood it and were able to carry it forward because he knew that he wasn't going to be on this earth physically anymore. If, as humans, if we know that we're about to die, we're going to go to the most important stuff to tell the people that we love. We're in it. First, I love you. If there's anything I can tell you before I go, it's this. Like last words, how like that to to you or me, those would be the most important words that we probably ever said. And I take that from from this word as well is that this was really high on Jesus's radar. And so it should be really high on our radar too. Absolutely. I like that. Good stuff, man. All right. Humility. Hey. Be, go out and be humble. Serve somebody today. Man, it fills you up, too. Goodness gracious. It really does. Man, it's hard to, yeah. hard to do, but... Purpose-driven. Purpose mm-hmm. Thanks for joining us today. If you would, hit that like, share, subscribe buttons. Uh, help us reach more people for Jesus. If you want to email us, if you have any prayer requests or topic, uh, suggestions, realuncomfortabletruth at gmail.com. Go out and kick today in the face, and we'll catch you on the next one.